I don't know what I did. I don't think I did anything. For some reason, occasionally when I uploaded a podcast to SoundCloud, my host, it uh, has no volume. It has no audio. It has the intro and outro music. And then none of my beautiful, sultry voice that you crave. (laughs) But I fixed it. So if you were disappointed, you can go back and listen to yesterday's episode where I talk about Joe Rogan, among other things. But it was revealed last night about Oh, about 12 hours ago that the former prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated with a homemade shotgun. It's odd, though, because they say shotguns and, I don't know, single shot rifles or some. There are some guns legal in Japan, reportedly. But let's get the lowdown here from Breitbart. Japan's international news service NHK reported early Friday that former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has died. He was shot during a speech on Friday in the city of Nara, near Kyoto. He was shot on the street in Nara City, western Japan, at around 11.30 a.m. on Friday. The former leader was campaigning for the upcoming upper house election. He was 67. Now, there's nothing much else in this article to reveal motive or if the former prime minister was running to be elected, but the shooter charged in with his homemade shotgun that appears to be, I mean, I swear the pictures... The first pictures that came out that I saw were different than the ones I've been seeing this morning. But it appears to be two pipes taped with electrical tape to a plank with some sort of trigger apparatus. So that just makes my conspiracy senses tingle and I immediately wonder what China's involvement is they don't like nationalists the media is already out talking about how they're glad he's dead because he was an ultra nationalist we can't have that because we need one world global empire right with china at the head of the table because nobody wants to do the right thing they only want to do the profitable thing and the profitable thing now is whatever china is paying you to do even the right is coming out after this tragedy and saying oh this doesn't japan have the strongest gun laws in the world they're so 
strict, but people are still getting assassinated in the streets. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that's what you've been saying forever. And, but now you got to chime in after a great leader of Japan has been assassinated. Classy. But that's the culture. And, and I mean, it's especially the culture as it is manipulated by the media, not just the news media, but Hollywood media and social media. Be a jerk and get attention. That's the message. Doesn't matter whose feelings you hurt as long as you get clicks. As long as you get clicks and or likes or get paid, then it's all okay. It's all fine. Unless you're a conservative or libertarian or or anything that isn't uh, insane leftist. I have a recently discovered new celebrity crush on uh, Gina Carano, who was just on the Adam Carolla podcast. I didn't know she was so cool. I didn't know that she was an MMA fighter before she was the star, uh, uh, or I don't know, I shouldn't probably say the star, a star on the... Star Wars spin-off program The Mandalorian which I haven't watched and and most likely won't watch. I I I have this moral struggle with Disney and Disney products, Star Wars especially. I like Star Wars. And I am still a Disney Plus subscriber, and I feel like a bad person because of it. But come on, it's only $6 a month, and it's all the Star Wars movies, and The Mandalorian. And I I started watching um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff. That actually has Ewan McGregor, but it, it so much, so much of everything that is new is just polluted with this with the stupid woke culture. And it's not like I've been watching The Sopranos, and there, I mean, I'm I'm rewatching it. I never actually finished it the first time through, but I'm I'm rewatching it and I'm getting back into the. Uh, first or or the second season now and there's none of that any i mean anything that is that that brings up cultural issues like like i'm i'm in the episodes where all of the african american workers are protesting outside of the union job site because their their beef is that it's the white folks that are getting all the good paying union pipe fitter jobs and they're protesting because they think they deserve some of those jobs as well. The first thing I reflect on is, oh, look, uh, they're, they're protesting actually to work as opposed to now where the 
radical left is protesting that they have to work and then suing their companies for being fired for not coming to work. But even then, it, it has this, this struggle in The Sopranos. It feels authentic. Now, all of the woke garbage that gets forced down our... Th- I mean, that's why it feels like it's being forced down your throat, because it's not authentic. It's forced. And the people that are agreeing to force it in there don't care that it's hurting their product. They're doing it because they're being prodded to do it by some exterior force that says we need to force this woke garbage into everything because we are trying to affect the culture by using this hammer of woke agenda. Like, I, I tried watching that, uh, oh, for crying out loud, why can't I, uh, the, the Lovecraft show on, on HBO. And, and even The Watchmen, a good friend of mine recommended I, I see the, uh, the Watchmen series that's on HBO as well. And I'm having a hard time stomaching that because... Everything's about the white devil. Now that's fine. Create a a villainous organization that's based on white supremacy. I mean, what were the Nazis? Like everybody goes crazy or at least went crazy for all of the the World War II stylized media, you know, with the uh, Saving Private Ryan was a great movie and um Band of Brothers was a great HBO series. But with this culture, I feel like the top executives of the media should be doing the right thing and and doing things to cool the culture war. Not ramp it up. I don't believe for a second that they don't know what they're doing. But they're corrupt or greedy or both. And they're willing to take the fat paycheck to inject this poison into our culture with uh, seemingly no regard for the consequences. And we wonder how to stop the gun violence in the country. Gee, I wonder. It's all over the news every day. Just hate on top of hate on top of pitting each other against one another. I mean, if you, if you just look 10 years back over the last 10 years, you can see these moments of near unification of a majority of the country to then suddenly have 
ma- a massive culture shift to drive us farther apart. Like when the Occupy Wall Street movement was going. That was something we could get behind. That's something I could get behind. Corporate America is filled with greedy, corrupt individuals that only want to fill their own pockets while they crush everything and everyone around them. That's why all of our production jobs are overseas. And we all go along with it because, hey, we'd love to pay less for the same stuff that we're going to buy anyway. But the media being owned by these same corporations doesn't point out that this is really a terrible thing long-term for the country. Just like nobody in the media was pointing out in 2013 when they were changing the rules for appointing judges that at some point there's going to be leadership coming from the other side of the aisle and that they could potentially use this power that they've been granted from the left to make radical changes. And here we have now a 6-3 conservative majority in the Supreme Court. So now their solution is, oh, we're just going to pack the court, add more judges, add five more judges, make them all, we're, we're going to pack the court, we're going to have our, uh, you know, bumbler in chief appoint all radical liberal judges, and then we'll win. Which I feel like is a product of this three months at a time operational strategy that we have in in corporate America. Just one quarter at a time. Show profits one quarter at a time. Don't worry about next quarter. Next quarter is next quarter. You got to focus on this quarter and showing those profits to the shareholders, to the board of directors. If you can't show profits to the shareholders, then uh, the next time there's a board meeting, they might uh, be looking to change up the leadership, might be looking for a new CEO. So who do you blame? Can you blame the CEO that just does what needs to be done so that he can remain? Because if you think that corporate America is any different than Hollywood, you're a little, uh, oh, what, naive maybe? I don't mean to be rude. But look at Gina Carano. She was blacklisted. They tried to ruin her. You think that wouldn't happen to a CEO that doesn't toe the line in corporate America? Do you think a board of directors at some other major company is going to want to hire the same CEO that couldn't show them quarterly profits quarter after quarter after quarter? So what can we do? Well, I need to play you this clip because uh, this guy's doing the right thing. He's going to war with his words and his information 
and it's uh, it's pretty epic. You know what? You're finished. You're, you can count on being sued. It seems to me that you think you can supersede the United States Constitution. I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government policy. Do not warn me or do not interrupt my time. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. My right to critique your fascism, which is what this is is constitutionally protected. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. terminated her employment, I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you, and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around, Benito, because this is the United States of America. Ooh. Goosebumps. Again. I watched that. It's like my third or fourth time watching that. And isn't it ironic? A little too ironic. Sorry. That he's uh, British. And the trucker protests were in Canada. And the Dutch farmers are in the Netherlands. But what are we doing? You know what? Doing the right thing means sometimes doing the hard thing. The right thing isn't always the easiest thing, but you know what is easy about the right thing is you know what it is. The little tingle you get in your brain when you feel like making the selfish decision, that's your conscience telling you, hey, that's, that's the wrong thing. But in corporate America, in federal politics, even in local politics, foreign interests are giving money to people that may not have strong character. I heard Mike Pompeo on the, uh, the Barry Weiss podcast. It's a very interesting interview, but, uh, Mike Pompeo revealed himself to be, um, well, what we knew he was. He was the director of the CIA for a while, and that's basically a no-no for any politician that I'm going to support. 
But he was detailing these circumstances where Chinese officials will go to local sp- local school boards and give uh, these weak, malleable individuals massive donation checks for their re-election to the school board, or or they'll find a candidate to push onto the school board. Imagine that. What's their motivation there, do you think? Would the climate of today's education system perhaps be an indicator that maybe China is pushing these candidates onto our school boards to uh, completely compromise and destroy the future strength of our nation? See, I think this is where we've arrived two years after the COVID pandemic, six years after President Donald Trump was elected. The global establishment has realized that we will not go down without a fight. And they're cowards. So they've decided that they're going to play the long game. And this goes back to something that Adam Carolla likes to bring up on his podcast often, which is crate training. They're going to force the masks onto the kids. They're going to force the vaccinations into their arms. They're going to create the new normal in the schools. So in the next generation, they won't have such a hard time overthrowing the nationalist rednecks that I am hard... (laughs) I'm proud to be one of them. Because it's not a bad thing to be proud of your country. Unless you're a sick dictator in a foreign country that wants to take over the world. So we have Chinese influence infecting all politics, even down to the local school board level, because they want to fundamentally change the culture of our country and turn us into weak puddles of goo. So when they decide to make their move, they can just roll into the country unopposed. Look at California and tell me that Gavin Newsom isn't trying to create a friendly environment for a Chinese invasion. I'll be back. Goodbye.